Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Today is our annual uh, year-end vision offering. If you're new to our church once a year, we take an offering on this Sunday uh, every year that accelerates the vision of our church. We've been talking about it, praying about it, planning for it. Uh, for the last, really, some of us for the last year, and some of you have been given, uh, giving over the past year to your Kingdom Builders offering. You knew that was coming up. Uh, th- that's how some of you choose to give. And um, if you're here for the very first time today, I want you to take a deep breath. There's no pressure on you. As a matter of fact, this is not a high-pressure kind of church uh, to do anything, especially not financially, uh, th- that we don't want anything from you. Uh, but I do want everything God wants for you. Can I get a better amen? I want the blessing of God on your life. And just to kind of give you, a, at the end of the service, we'll collect our Kingdom Builders offering with our tithe and offering. Now, we give Kingdom Builders above and beyond our tithing. So our tithing belongs to the Lord. It's God's anyway. I don't give it to God. I return it to God. Amen, everybody? It's His. I just give it back to Him. You ever had somebody that kept something that was yours? And you knew they had it and it was yours. And then you saw it at some point and you're like, nice shirt. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that tool at? Huh? My toolbox? It's mine. It, uh, your tithing belongs to God. You can choose to hold on to it, but it's God's. Amen, everybody? But generosity, your offering is above and beyond that. And it accelerates the vision And we do five different things with that. We've talked about this. I just want to remind you of it. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, But we expand uh, our church. Matter of fact, on the seat there, there's some information about what we do with it. But uh, our City Hills expansion, uh, this year we're adding more staff to our staff team. We need more space, everybody. Look to your, my left, your right, right over the other side of that wall. There is 40% more, not right there. Those people are back there uh, in broadcast. But on that wall... There is 40% more building right there. Now, there are, there's a wonderful company over there. Uh, they do business here. I say that to say uh, some of their employees attend our church. So we love them and we're thankful for them, but we need them to find another home because we need their home. We need that. We need 40% more space over there for kids and youth. And next generation, it goes to expand our kids and more staff, more ministry to next generation students children's ministry, and then missions, what we do in local, national, global missions. All of that is possible because of your generosity. We translate the Bible. We, uh, we respond. We build churches. We respond to human trafficking, sex trafficking. All of that we do uh, in our missions portfolio. We respond to natural disasters. Like this morning, when I woke up this morning, I have an update from one of our missions partners called Convoy of Hope, who is already on the ground uh, north of Nashville, Tennessee, where tornadoes swept through overnight uh, and, and yesterday and overnight, and uh, it has killed several, it's wounded several, it's destroyed a lot of the communities there in Middle Tennessee. Our missions partners are already on the ground. Now listen, there's a lot of people that show up to things like that. What makes your dollars and my dollars different is we show up in Jesus' name. We don't just feed, clothe people, we don't just respond, we do all of that. We rebuild their houses feed them, clothe them, we, we help them, we give money, we get them back on their feet, but we do it all in Jesus' name. We tell them there's hope beyond this life and this disaster. Can I get a better amen, everybody? 
But your giving accelerates that in the Kingdom Builders offering. So thank you for that. And then today's the final uh, baptism celebration of the year. Going to be a great, great day. Some of you came to church today ready to be baptized. Some of you, listen, you came to church today not thinking you were going to. But you need to. And I think before the end of the service today, God's going to speak to your heart and you're going to say yes to it. This church, uh, over the last seven and a half years, we've baptized over 500 believers and been in a remarkable season of revival. Listen, the majority of them are people who have decided in the moment, God's speaking to my heart. I'm supposed to do this today. I'm supposed to get water baptized today. So my ask of you at the beginning of this service is if God speaks to your heart, just say yes. Just say yes. We have everything that you need. I'll talk about all of that. And then I always like to give you a look ahead. I'm just going to give you, we got a lot to do today, y'all. We had communion. We got baptism. We got a lot of stuff. I got I to gotta talk fast and I got 15 minutes to preach, okay? But I'm out of practice, so that's all you get today. So, uh, But we have so much going on at Christmas. I always like to tell you where, where we're going. And, and I know you heard uh, a, a lot of it. Uh, on church news, but I just want to add my voice to it. Everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday, it's Kids PJ Day and PJ Party. Now, let me let me specify, it is Kids Pajama Party. You got to wear big people clothes. Don't come off in here with your Scooby-Doo shorts and all that mess on. Don't You wear that to Walmart, everybody. Do not come in God's house with that, everybody. You can't wear it to Target. You know the difference. Anyway, but you, but you can wear it to Walmart. But uh, bring your kids in their pajamas next Sunday. There's cookies and milk. This is going to be a great time. I love Christmas around here. And then I wanted to add my voice to Christmas at City Hills. Christmas at City Hills is going to be a fantastic weekend. Christmas at City Hills. And we have four services for you to choose from. Four services for you to choose from. And we did this for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, uh, the research shows in the last 10 years, the trend in America has been that Christmas and Christmas services have now superseded the size of Easter services in American churches. In other words, more people come to Christmas services than come to Easter services. They're still close, but Christmas is overtaking it. That means there are people in your life, there are friends, neighbors, co-workers, family members, in-laws, outlaws, people you need, people you know on their way to hell. Come on, somebody. Who need Jesus. There are people hurting in this season. I am reminded this is now my 24th year of vocational ministry. I am never more reminded of the brokenness of people than in the holiday season. Family hurts. Can I get a good amen, everybody? It hurts, and and it brings up all kinds of stuff in your childhood and family of origin. People need hope in this season, and the church has an opportunity to shine as bright as we do all year long during this season. Because, by the way, everybody, we know where hope comes from. Hope has a name. So we get to celebrate that. So we've added four services for you. Now, one of the things I'm super excited about is Saturday night, December 23rd. If you celebrate all day on the 24th, or maybe you're traveling to your family that's off somewhere else, and you got to get on the road, or you got to fly out on Christmas Eve, whatever that is, we added a Saturday night service for you, Saturday night, December 23rd at 5 p.m. If I just attended church, I would probably come on Saturday nights. I'm going to be honest with you. If I, if I just showed up to church somewhere... And uh, so I would love to have you that night. It's going to be a little extra if you come to Saturday night. I'm just warning you. We're kind of an extra church anyway, but it's going to be really extra special that night. And then Sunday morning, all new service times. So if you come late, you'll just have to stick around for the last one, or you can come early. But 8.30, 10, and 11.30, three times. 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Now here's my promise to you. Listen, 
It's a one-hour service. We're going to give you one hour of candlelight, carols. It's going to be an amazing time. Your kids, we'll have kids on stage. It's going to be, it'll be special. We'll have candle lighting. We'll sing together. It will be, I'll bring you a message, but it will last one hour. If you'll give us one hour, then I promise you you can be with your family and friends and do all of that. So that's my promise to you. Here's what I need from you. I need you to do what I can't do, and that is bring the people in your life who need hope this season. Let's fill up four services full of hungry people. Can I get a good amen, everybody? Fill that suburban up. Fill that minivan up. Where's my minivan people at? Come on, Holy Ghost people right there. Fill that up with kids and family. Listen, most people will say yes to an invitation, but don't say they're no for them, right? Don't, don't think, well, they, they probably have somewhere to go or they're probably not going to go anywhere or they probably wouldn't want. Don't say no for them. Just, just invite them. Matter of fact, when you leave today, there's invite cards for you. I'd love to have you for services at Christmas. It's going to be a great, great. Let's just prayerfully include as many people as we possibly can. And then the last Sunday of the year, December the 30th, I'm giving you all this so you can write it down so you don't ask and send emails and wonder and ask your small groups and what are we doing and when do we have and then... And then when I don't see you, you'll say, well, Pastor, I didn't know. So now you know. So Christmas Eve, the 23rd and the 24th, four services. Uh, The last Sunday of the year, December the 31st, is what we call Sabbath Sunday, everybody. Uh, It is the day that we take off uh, on campus. We have no weekend services here. You are welcome to be here, but you will be in the parking lot by yourself, worshiping Jesus. I'd love to have you out there, all right? But nobody's going to be in here. Uh, We are off that day. It's the one day, 51 Sundays of year, we have hundreds of dream teamers who give heart and soul to make church possible. Oh, yeah. And so one Sunday a year, we just say, you know what, won't you be with your family and friends and you got time off and your kids are out of school and all of that, so enjoy. Brandon and I have a special, just a short uh, uh, message for you. It'll be available on demand anytime that day with your family. Going to be a great day. And then it's January, everybody. Can you believe that? Some of y'all don't look old enough to be another year older. Some of you look like you've lived 10 years this year. You know what I mean? I'm in that category, by the way. I think I've lived 10 years this year. So there's some years I think, man, that was that's fast. That was sad. There's some years I'm thinking, Jesus, let it be January 1st. Are y'all with me on that? I'm ready to turn the page and see what God has for us next year. I got full faith that next year is going to be the year that God moves in a miraculous way in my life. I do. And so uh, excited about that. Our first Sunday of the year is January the 7th, and it begins 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts on January the 7th. If you've never been around 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's an amazing time. We take 21 days, this is really deep, and we pray and we fast. That's exactly what happens. 21 days of prayer and fasting, we pray and we fast. Fasting is where you don't eat. Let me just be real clear with you. A lot of people do funny stuff these days where they're like, I'm, I'm fasting cussing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've decided to fast weed. <laughs> That's not fasting. That's just saving your life. It's telling your body, you are not God, you are not in control, you can go without because I want God more than I want anything else. I want Him and His presence in my year more than I want anything else, more than Krispy Kreme donuts, and I want them a lot. But I want God's presence. And it's a tithe we give to the Lord. It's the first of the year we give to the Lord. 
And uh, you'll get information about all of that. You'll see all of that on our website, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting together. Monday through Friday, beginning on January the 8th, Monday through Friday, uh, right here in the auditorium at 6 a.m. Some of you didn't know there was two sixes on your uh, clock. There's one in the morning and one at night. And 6 a.m., we will be right here. And listen to me, this place will be full of people going after God. It's an amazing... You owe it to yourself to show up just to see how amazing it is that people bring their children, they come before work, they get up early. Some of them come in those Scooby-Doo, you know, their their pajamas, whatever it takes for you, coffee will be ready for you and hot. And we're going to go after God, and we're going to see what God would do this year. Can I get a better amen, everybody? I'd love, love, love if you join us for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now I have 10 minutes to preach to you. And so open your Bibles, and let me give you a word of faith. God, uh, Luke uh, is where we're going to be. Luke, Luke the ninth chapter. Flip there and hold your finger there. God is a multiplying kind of God. I am not good at math. Is anybody not good at math? Good. Is anybody really good at math? Good. My kids need a tutor. Keep your hands up. <laughs> I am not good at math. I was really good in school at English and uh, history and reading, and I loved all of that. I got through math on a wing and a prayer and occasionally cheating. I just, I'm just being honest with you, I just, I'm just not that good at it. I kind of lost that after uh, adding and subtracting, I kind of, and now uh, we, uh, I say we, my wife, uh, and, and diligently homeschools our children. I'm just around for you know, history projects or whatever, but, uh, but there are times when my sixth grader and my third grader are doing math, and I'm like, I don't know, baby. You're going to have to ask mama. We're going to have to go online, okay? There's a thing God gave us called Google. Can I get a good amen? And YouTube will teach us how to do this because daddy doesn't know what to do. God is not just... Every once in a while, you're going to have to realize it's not just simple addition in your life God wants. It's not just the... Man, this is just the easiest way to get through God just if you'll add good things to our life. Sometimes, most of the time, as a matter of fact, God is a God that multiplies. Say amen. He's a multiplying God. He multiplies gifts and talents. It's amazing what will happen. If you'll start serving in your gifts in 2024, God will give you more. He's a multiplier. God will increase your capacity if you, if you start it got to increase your influence. If you'll leverage your influence, God will increase your influence. In 2024, God wants to multiply your personal leadership. As a matter of fact, I have declared, and I've actually heard from the Lord, I believe this next year is the year of the leader. We're going to grow people that grow God's great church. Say amen to that. We're going to build people that build God's great church. It's about expansion and stretching and growing and sowing, and leading, and this is not an option. And if you don't like a church that stretches you, and grows you, and and moves you, 2024 is going to be tough for you here. Because God is a God that multiplies who we are. Say amen to that. All of next year, we're going to focus our attention on this multiplication. There's a story in the Bible about multiplication. Luke, the ninth chapter. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you didn't bring your Bible, don't say anything. <laughs> just look on the screen. Luke, the ninth chapter. You know this. If you've been around the Bible, I'll just teach it to you really quickly. Luke 9 and verse 12 says, Late in the afternoon, the twelve disciples 
came to Jesus and said, Send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. Can I just preach this text to you instead of... Is it okay? Will you just hold your finger there and you're able to listen and take notes? Say, say I can. I can. I can do all that. Look at me. It, at some point in your life, you're going to have to stop saying, Jesus, uh, tell them to go do what you want them to do. Um, I, my neighbor, uh, I know he's lost, but send someone else to fix him. Uh, my coworker, I know their marriage is struggling, but send somebody along to, uh, maybe they can go to counseling and get fixed. The disciples said, Jesus, I know that there are people around us that have needs, but just maybe they can find their needs somewhere else. Don't ever let it be said of us that we tell people who are needy, go find help somewhere else. Hey, everybody, we know where help is. We know where Jesus is. We know what God can do in their life. Say amen to that. So send them away, and and, and they can go find it, because there's nothing to eat here in this remote place. Verse 13, underline this in your Bible. Verse 13, but Jesus said, you feed them. Underline that in your Bible. You feed them. You feed them. You feed them. You start that small group. You start a support ministry for families who are struggling having children. You, 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 you lead that women's small group. See what God would do in your own home before you ask if somebody else has something. You, you, you lead that men's group in your home. If it grows to 40 men, then I promise you, we'll, we'll take note. Does somebody notice that God's blessing in your life? But you feed them. God, let me say it like this. Write this in your notes. God won't do for me what He's called me to do for Him. God will not do for you what God's called you to do for Him. Oftentimes in my life, I want God to do all the work. I want God to do all of His part, and I'd appreciate if He did all of my part. I want God to do it all. Can I get a better amen, everybody? I have a little boy uh, who's nine years old who knows how to tie his shoes. He j- Thank you. He just doesn't want to. And so he comes to me with his shoes flapping in the wind, holds his foot up like this. Any dads know what I'm... And he says, Daddy, tie my shoe. And because I'm a good dad, I tie his shoe. And because he knows that there's a possibility this is a teaching moment, he rubs my back like, that's a good boy. You know, that. thank you. I also think he's playing me a little bit. But anyway... I know how to do it. I just want you to do it for me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When I do it for him, the problem is I've created this system when I do it for him that I remove another opportunity for him to grow and learn and stretch and build his own confidence that you know how to do this. And there are times in our lives when God has given us something to do and we keep saying, God, you take care of this. And God goes, no, You feed them, not because I can't, but because you need to be a part of this miracle. But because it stretches you, it grows you, something happens, it builds your confidence. If God did your part for you, you would begin to think you were God. 
If God did my part for me, we would start thinking, man, I got this. I can do this. I, can, I, 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 I don't need anybody else. But there's some stuff in my life I've got to do for God. And God won't do for me what God has called me to do for Him. Say amen to them. Back in your Bible, verse 13. Jesus said, you feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Now this is, I don't have time to teach this because I have five more minutes. But look, don't look at the, I just saw somebody look at the clock. Don't do that. Look at me. This is modern Christianity. Not y'all, but people I know in other churches. Other Christians I've met. This is, the, this is Western culture in a verse from 2,000 years ago. Jesus says, you feed them. And the disciples said, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Or, are you expecting me to do something? Wait a minute. (laughs) What kind of church is this? Are you expecting me to serve? Oh, no, honey, I've done that. I've been serving. I've I've been serving. I, I served one time in 1982. I served twice that same year. No, I've paid my dues. No, I'm not going to be serving. No, I came to church to receive today. I just want to be blessed today. I I thought you were the miracle worker. I heard you were the God who raises the dead and heals the sick. And I just came to get my blessing today. So are you expecting me to be a giver? You're not expecting me to actually start a small group, are you? You don't expect me in 2024 to actually pray. You don't don't really expect us to be here at 6 a.m. and go after God. You don't really mean fast. Do you, Jesus? Are you, y'all don't say this, but second service, I hear it all the time. Are you expecting us to go buy enough food for this? Oh, Are you really expecting me to get involved in this, God? I thought church was for me. I thought this was about my needs, my stuff. My preferences. I like this song. I like that preacher. I think he's good looking. I, I know he's small, but I think he's good looking. I like, I'm just thinking what y'all may say. I, I, you're not expecting me to go by. For there are about 5,000 men there. Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of 50 each. By the way, tell them to sit down in groups of 50 each is Jesus teaching leadership. It's the reason why we have to be a church that teaches leadership because God, if He's going to give us miracles, He's going to do it through structure and system. It can't just be whatever y'all want to do, whatever everybody thinks, there's got to be some structure to it. Can you say amen to that? Have them sit down in 50 each so the people all sat down. Verse 16, Jesus took five loaves, two fists, looked up to heaven, blessed them. Then He broke the loaves into pieces, kept giving the bread, fists to the disciples. So who could distribute it? Read it. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to who? So who could? So they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. I don't have time to teach this to you, but you won't get leftovers from Jesus if you can't serve other people first. The leftovers are for the servants. The 12 basketfuls are for people who show up early and stay late. 
They're for the people who are there for the miracle. Can I get a better amen? They're for people who say, this isn't about me. I didn't come here to get served. No, no, no. I came here to be a part of the miracle, everybody. They give it to Jesus. It's a ridiculous amount of faith to begin with, if you think about it, that they take these five loaves and two fish and think Jesus can do something with that. It's going to take ridiculous faith if we're going to reach our world, everybody. The world is not getting better. Let me go ahead and give you some... I'll give you the bad news before the good news. Jesus is coming. That's the good news. The bad news is it's going to get a lot worse before he comes. 2024 may be crazy. It's an election year, and you know what that means. Crazy stuff goes on, and stuff is upside down, and stuff that you think shouldn't happen starts happening. And, 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 and you just may think, man, I don't know. This is all going crazy. I don't know what to do. It's going to take a lot of faith for you to say, I'm going to stay faithful to God. I'm going to still do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to still be involved. I'm gonna, this is what I have, and I'm going to give it to Jesus. Can I get a better amen, everybody? They took it. They gave it to Jesus. They did not just eat what they had. They gave it to Jesus. And then they passed it out like he told them to do, and it started multiplying. Write this in your notes. I'm almost done. The miracle happened in the hands of the disciples. The miracle happened in the hands of the disciples. My friends, the miracle of revival in the hill country is going to happen in our hands. It's going to happen in our hands. We're going to have to decide. I'm going to do something with this. God's given me something. I've got ingredients for this. God's blessed me. God's poured out in my life. God's given me more than we need. God give me talent and influence and gifts and opportunities. And because God gave me all of that, I'm going to put it in the hands of Jesus. And then I am going to be a part of the miracle of seeing lives transformed for all of eternity. Say amen to that. So there's an ingredient to this miracle in this. And this is what I want to end on. And then we're going to give our offering together. We're going to worship God while we give. Then we're going to baptize a bunch of people. It's going to be a great, great day. Here, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down anyway. The ingredients of a miracle for this kingdom builder's offering is this. Number one, I gather what I have. I gather what I do have. I gather what I do have. Pastor, I don't, we don't have a lot. You don't have to have a lot. You have to gather what you do have. It's never about what it starts at. It's about your willingness to give what you do have to Jesus. It's never about the quantity of what I have and what I start with. It's always about my willingness to let go of what I do have. It's never about, well, I don't have enough talent. I'm not as good of a singer. I, I don't have enough time. I don't have all that time. I, I don't have all of that opportunity. We don't have all of that money. It's never about what you don't have. It's about gathering what you do have. Here's the second ingredient if you're taking notes. I give it to Jesus to bless it. It can't be blessed in your hands. It has to be in His the blessing comes. The miracle comes in your hand. The blessing comes in His. How many of you want God to bless 2024 in your life? I really do. But keep your hands up like as a sign of faith. If you don't want it, just it's okay. You don't have to be, want to be blessed. I do. I need the blessing of God in my marriage. I need the blessing of God on my children. Everybody, I got a preteen. I need the blessing of God. Are y'all with me? I need the blessing of God on this church. I, want the, I don't have time to waste. I'm in my 40s. I don't have time to waste my ministry. I need the blessing of God on this ministry. 
I want the blessing of God. The only way I get the blessing of God is I give it to Jesus to bless it. Jesus, here's my family. Let me give you a challenge. You can put your hands down in 2024. Put everything in his hands. Your finances, try. Put it in God's hands. Your marriage, put it in God's hands. Everything that you have, put, put it in God's hands. Your, your gifts and talents, put it in God's I always tell you this, but try. let 2024 be the year you actually do. Go all in with God. Give us a year of your life. I always say, just give me one year. Let it be next year and do it all. Like start in January and come to every morning of 21 days of prayer. And, and, then, and then really fast. And then tithe. And then when small group season comes around, join a small group and show up to everyone you can. Bring your students on Wednesday night. Bring your kids on Sunday morning. Go through Welcome Home, get on a dream team, and serve at least twice a month. I mean do it all. Bring a Kingdom Builders offering next, next December. It's the same time every single year. Bring a friend at least twice a year. Bring one during At The Movies and pick another series where you bring somebody who's far from God. Set them in the seat beside you. Do it all. Do everything that we offer you next year. And if you'll give us a year of your life and do everything, here's my guarantee, my guarantee to you is that your life will be drastically different at the end of next year than it is this year. Not because of this church, not because of my ministry, but because you gave it to Jesus. And when you give it to Jesus, He blesses every part of your life. Here's the third thing. I gather what I have, I give it to Jesus to bless it, and then He gives it back to me to work with. Now He puts it in the disciples' hands, and it multiplies. And families were full. And the disciples still had 12 baskets of leftovers. By the way, 12 baskets because there were 12 disciples. They each had a basket to take home to their families. Let me say it to you like this. If you'll build God's house, God will build your house. If you'll build God's house, God will take care of your house. If you'll serve God's people, if you'll give generously to God's kingdom, if you'll, if you'll get on a mission trip, if you'll, if you'll pray, if, God will give you supernaturally leftovers you have. You don't even know where the baskets came from. But you'll take home to your family and you'll be able to say, this leftover I have, leftover joy, leftover peace, leftover time, leftover finances, this leftover I have is a direct result of me giving to God. Because I was there. They had significantly more than when they started. So this season, give more joy. You can give what joy you do have. Give, give what peace you do have. Give what talent you do have. Give what marriage you've got left over. Give that to God. Whatever time you've got left, give it to God. Whatever treasure He's blessed you with, give it back to Jesus. He will bless it. He will break it. And He'll give it back to bless others. And that, my friends, is kingdom built. The kingdom of God gets built when I take what I've got. I put it in His hands. He blesses it and puts it back and then we go bless the world. Then we go to places like the Gambia and West Africa and build Bible colleges. Matter of fact, our missionaries on furlough, they're actually in the States. We're meeting with them. Brandy and I are going to meet with our missionaries to West Africa to find out how much it's going to cost. They don't even know it yet. I hope they're not watching because I want to build a church, just us. We want to build one church in, in the Gambia, just us, just to put a whole building up. You don't have to travel. You don't have to ask. We're just going to be there. 
We get to show up to places like Nashville this morning, hand out blankets to people who've lost it all, put our arms around people who are burying a loved one this morning and say, Jesus cares and he loves you. And we're here on behalf of people you may never meet in Bernie, Texas, who give generously so we can show up in Jesus' name. We're going to be in church planting. We're going to build life-giving churches like Trove Heights in Nashville, Tennessee. One of the churches that we helped plant in the last couple of years. And this year we were able to bless them as they moved into a brand new facility. We know the we know what it's like to move in and to, and to keep being portable and to move all the way around. And on, on your behalf, because of your generosity through Kingdom Builders, we were able to go ahead and say, you know what, you can, we're going to help you move in this new phase and what God's doing in your church. We do that because of your Kingdom Builder offering. We're able to show up to places like the Kendall County Pregnancy Care Center. It's not enough, listen to me, I know this is a little controversial, but would you let me say it the way I feel it? It's not enough to just hold abortion signs. You better show up and support alternatives. So we got to show up and support alternatives in our community to tell young women, this isn't the end of your life. God has a plan for the child. You may have not have planned it, but God has a plan for that baby. And God is still in control and we're going to stand with you. Say amen to that. We do all of that because of your generosity. We reach children and young people, students. Students who are going to give their lives to the ministry. There are young people in our church. Listen to me very good. It's my last thing and then we're going to give. There, come on, band. There are young people in, in our ministry right now, listen to me, who will enter vocational ministry. They'll start churches. They'll be worship leaders. They'll, they'll plant churches. They'll be missionaries. They'll serve. They, they will. We're going to raise them in this house. And we may not see the fruit till we get to heaven. But because of your generosity, because you helped us expand and build more classrooms, there's a six-year-old little boy, 12-year-old little girl who says, I think God's called me. I think I'm supposed to do something with my life that builds God's kingdom. And we do that by your generosity. So without any pressure at all, I'm just going to ask you to pray and then obey the Lord. As always, you have from now till December the 31st to give your offering. There's some of us who give today. There's some of us who wait till the end of the year and however that works out for you. This as long as when you take that offering envelope out today, if you're giving that way, that you mark kingdom builders so it's separate from your tithing. If you give online, it's how Brandon and I give our kingdom builders offerings, how we give actually all of our, our, our finances through the church. You're able to select Kingdom Builders separately from your tithing so that our accounting department knows where all that goes. It's able to go to the right place. So I'm going to ask you to pray, and then we're going to worship God, and we're going to give together. Stand up all over the house. Don't leave because we're going to baptize a bunch of people. So the service isn't over. We just need to respond to God. Bow your heads, open your hands before the Lord. Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.